Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Wrap, brought to you by Michigan Medicine Headlines. I'm Dan Elman with the Department of Communication. And I'm Hunter Mitchell, also with the Department of Communication. Today, we'll bring two familiar voices that will help preview the Vital Voices Faculty and Staff Employee Engagement Survey. Before we do that, be sure you go back and listen to a bunch of voices, including those of three guests who recently joined us for The Wrap's 100th episode celebration. You can find that show and all others on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and any other podcast hosting platform. And for the past year or so, we've made episodes available on the Michigan Medicine YouTube channel. With that, let's bring in Philip Lipka and Megan DiCappa. Both Philip and Megan have appeared on The Wrap before, often in relation to the Employee Engagement Survey. First, can the two of you briefly introduce yourselves and explain what your roles here at Michigan Medicine are? Sure. Hi, everybody. My name is Philip Lipka. I'm the Employee Engagement Program Manager with Michigan Medicine Human Resources. And I'm Megan DiCappa from the Quality Department, and uh, Philip and I have been co-leads on the Employee Engagement Survey now for the past few years. All right, now, Philip, let's start with you. We all know the 2020 survey was postponed due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Why is it so important that we conduct the surveys now? Yeah, that's right. We, we did postpone the 2020 survey last year to allow people to focus on tasks related to key parts of our mission during the beginning phases of the pandemic, including caring for patients and supporting colleagues in operations, research, education, and every part of Michigan medicine. We also understand the continuing challenges we face due to COVID, but felt it was important to monitor employee sentiment and gather feedback as we move forward and adjust to this new normal, which is why we are proceeding with the 2021 survey. But further, colleagues providing their open and honest feedback confidentially through the survey will help us identify areas of strength that we should maintain and build upon, as well as areas of opportunity that we can work to improve upon as we continue to build a more positive and unified culture across the organization. Awesome. All right. So we know the last survey that we took was the DEI Pulse survey in about late 2019. And the last staff engagement survey was even further back in spring 2019. Um, what efforts have occurred in response to the previous surveys and what enhancements can we expect in 2021? Yep. So there has been about a two-year gap in between uh, the two staff engagement surveys. But I do want to highlight that numerous efforts have occurred within that two-year period in response to the 2019 survey. So a brief recap on that 2019 staff engagement survey that occurred in April of 2019, two key areas of improvement emerged. Those were communication input and employee support. Um, and numerous improvements have occurred since then. With regards to communication and input, uh, numerous additional leadership updates have started going out. One of them is called the leadership update. Another one is the take five communication. They go out every other week to key leadership groups and then leaders are then able to provide those key organizational updates to their groups. Uh, there are also communications that go out on a regular basis related to COVID and the vaccinations. There's POPS updates in the Blue Q News. Um, and then lastly, the head of Michigan Medicine, Dr. Marshall Rungi, started a monthly blog called A Minute with Marshall. And in the Department of Communication, so thank you all for the great work that you do in Department of Communication, created the employee Facebook page called Employees at Michigan Medicine. Now, shifting our attention to employee support, uh, while not established in direct response to the 2019 engagement survey, the Wellness Office was established in 2019 to determine organizational level strategies to support the well-being of our faculty, staff, 
and learners. And they partner closely with the Office of Counseling and Workplace Resilience, who delivers the services and provides support related to mental and emotional well-being. Uh, so we hope that these examples help to show all of our colleagues across the organization that we do take their feedback seriously. Um, and that's why we encourage them to make their voices heard through participating in the upcoming 2021 Vital Voices Faculty and Staff Engagement Survey. Um, so regarding the upcoming survey, I would like to first highlight that it is a truly collaborative approach uh, that really demonstrates our core value at this organization of teamwork. So we've got myself in human resources and Megan in the quality department who continue to head up the staff survey. Um, and then we have Alex Nosnik from faculty affairs who is heading up the efforts for the faculty survey because this is the first time that the faculty and staff surveys will be occurring at the same time. So while they'll be occurring at the same time, there will be separate links for each version of the survey as well as different content. However, content that will be common for both surveys is our previous culture of safety survey questions. So this will be the first time that the culture of safety survey is embedded within the faculty and staff engagement surveys. And that highlights one of the main enhancements to the survey this year. And this is this more streamlined approach to our organizational surveys so that colleagues are able to provide their input on key organizational topics in one survey, as opposed to being asked to complete multiple surveys. Yeah. So let's dive a little deeper into these surveys. Megan, I'll direct this question to you. What sorts of questions can faculty and staff expect on this year's surveys? Yeah, so Philip mentioned um, parts of the survey, which it, uh, you know, it will include the culture of safety questions for the first time um, rolled up. But in addition to that, questions will focus on um, key areas like communication, fairness, teamwork, um, other topics as well. But um, the way the surveys, both the faculty and staff surveys will be structured similarly, where each one will have um, uh, an appropriate Prescani core set of questions, depending on whether it's faculty or staff, those will be a little different. But in common, again, they'll have um, the safety culture items, as well as a diversity, equity, inclusion group of items, um, and a few of our Michigan Medicine custom items that we've carried throughout the years. So we have a handful of those, um, and everybody will be getting those. Um, our nursing colleagues will also receive a set of questions specific to nursing excellence. That's about 16 extra questions. Um, and these nursing excellence items will be representative of the seven domains that are needed to, um, for our magnet recertification. So we'll be using those for that. Awesome. Now, so remind me and our listeners, Megan, when mm -hmm. is the survey available and how will they know where to take it? Yeah, so the survey will be live starting March 15th and it will run through March 26th. It will be available 24 seven. So any time day or night that people want to log in there and take it or take both of them rather. So this is the same for faculty and for staff. Um, everyone will see, receive an email on that Monday, the 15th. It will contain a link to go to the survey and it will have some login information there about password and um, how to get in. But if someone misplaces the email or 
you miss it. Um, there are other places you can find that link. So it will be available in uh, headlines, the Michigan Insider and on the HR website, or there will also be a QR code on our digital signage um, throughout the organization. So that will lead folks to the survey as well. Um, each department or unit also has a culture coach. And the role of the culture coach is to really help people get into the survey, remind them to take it. And that includes, you know, finding this link or how to log in. So culture coaches are a resource for getting into the survey. And um, Philip mentioned this, but I just want to remind everyone that while faculty and staff are taking place simultaneously, they do have separate links. So um, just make sure that you're using the correct link for the correct survey. So what happens after the survey closes? How will the organization measure success and what will happen with the feedback that's brought in? Mm -hmm. So um, every year that we do this, these surveys, we set an institutional goal, right? So this year it's a little bit different because this is the first time we're doing a full survey um, with Prescani as our vendor. So we'll be using a participation rate goal. So our sort of success measure will be um, related to participation rate, not related necessarily to any one item or group of items on the survey. Um, so we strongly encourage everyone to participate in the survey that they are eligible, um, you know, just to make sure their voice is heard and their feedback can be given. Um, and, you know, just as Philip has said, so we can continue to make Michigan medicine a great place to work and to learn and for patients to pro, um, receive care. So, um, so please take it. That's how we'll uh, measure our success this year. Um, and then after the survey closes, we will gain access to um, an online results portal through Prescani and reports will be released for any grouping of staff or faculty that um, where five or more responses exist for that grouping. So th this is similar to any other year that, you know, reporting that we've done. Um, so that won't be a change. Um, and then many departments, we always encourage uh, department leadership to share the results of the surveys with their staff. Um, so, that is a way that, that staff is involved. Some departments also choose to involve their staff in action planning. So th those are just a couple of things that happen after we take the survey. Awesome, all right, well, thanks, Megan. Um, and now mm -hmm. it's time for our newest feature, the lightning round. Philip, you lost the coin flip, so you're on the hot seat. <laughs> you need to answer uh, four questions in less than a minute. Are you ready? I am ready, let's do this. All right, Dan, you got the first question. All right, I do. I got my timer ready to go too, so you better get it in within 60 seconds, Philip. All right, number one, it's National Reading Month. What's the last book you read? Oh, it's been a while since I read a book, but I think it was uh, Warren Berger, The Book of Beautiful Questions. So it, it helps you utilize questions to spark creativity in yourself and others. Awesome. Okay. It's also recognition month. Who do you credit for helping you the most during your career at Michigan Medicine? Oh, wow. There's been so many people. Um, I've learned from so much from everybody, but I will say that uh, my current boss, Paul Sturgis, I know he was on the wrap not too long ago, relatively new to the organization, but has been a great support for me in my career and for the engagement survey and all other efforts that he works in. All right. I'll pretend you said me. Now, March is yeah. also nutrition month. 
If there was one food you had to eat every day the rest of your life, what would it be? Oh, um, you know what? I like my avocado spread that I make myself that I put on my bagel every morning. Nice. Okay. Well, ignore March for the last question, but what has been the most played song or artist you've been listening to throughout the pandemic? Ooh, um, you know what? I would have to say it's probably been Dua Lipa. She had a new album come out right around the time that the pandemic started. It's really uplifting, fun music. So I'll go with Dua Lipa. Outstanding. Well, you didn't quite get it in in 60 seconds, but I'll allow it. Thank you so much, Philip. Thank you, Megan, for joining us and sharing this information about Vital Voices. To learn more about the upcoming faculty and staff engagement surveys, go to mmheadlines.org. That's mmheadlines.org. Also at Headlines this week, you'll get an inside look at the Social Work Research Committee, and you'll see a cool video of the Button Project at Mott, which allows patients to see the faces behind the masks worn by faculty and staff. On top of that, the organization's first COVID-19 patient reflected on his medical journey one year after being admitted to Michigan Medicine. So Hunter, that last story got me thinking a lot about the last year. Of course, since March 2020, so much has changed both personally and professionally. What would you say is your biggest takeaway from the past year? Oh boy. Well, so 2020 was going to be a crazy year for me regardless. Um, I, I got engaged the year before and we were looking at buying a house and we kind of the pandemic definitely threw a big wrench and all that. But I think for me, personally and professionally, the biggest takeaway was um, just to persevere through things. You know, I think, you know, when things look tough, it's just so important to keep your eyes forward and know that the storm, you know, it can't last forever. It looks bad now, but just to keep positive and keep pushing through things. Um, But what about you? Yeah, I would say I, I like the, the way you phrased that, but I would say also just sort of the the flexibility that everyone's had, um, you know, for a while, you know, when the pandemic first started every Sunday, I was having a Zoom with my family who's across the country, and we were actually more in touch than we were, you know, at, at, during a typical time. Um, but work-wise, you know, so many of us have now worked from home for a year, um, and I know a lot of our faculty and staff aren't able to, and they've been flexible and figured out ways to, you know, um, carry out their work in person, but do so safely. And those of us who can work from home have had to be flexible, whether it's with childcare, whether it's with um, just other sort of, you know, obligations around the house, but getting the work done. Like I haven't seen any drop off in the quality of work being performed across the organization. And I think that's really sort of remarkable um, when you think about it, where everything was thrown into flux and everything changed. And people just were able to to go right along and go with the flow and get the work done that needed to get done. And it sort of made me proud of this organization. And, and I think that everyone should really be proud of the way they've handled the last year. And I know it hasn't been easy, um, you know, and there's been challenges, both mental health challenges and, you know, just the logistical challenges. But people really have persevered. And I think, you know, there's light at the end of that tunnel. Yeah, no, that's a great point. And just a touch, too, on the way people have even our show. You know, um, mm-hmm. we went online and we're on YouTube now. So just the creative ways that people kind of have adapted to our new situation is, yeah, it's something to really kind of spectate and ponder, you know. Yeah. Well, be on the lookout because we're going to be running some some reflections from faculty and staff, both professional reflections and personal reflections uh, at Headlines over the next few weeks. So be sure to look out for that at mmheadlines.org. It's time for the weekly trivia contest. Last week, we asked listeners which annual day of giving was recently highlighted in headlines. The answer is Giving Blue Day. Congratulations to Stephanie Seidel, who sent in the correct answer. 
Stephanie, a member of the Department of Communication, will be in touch shortly to help you claim your prize. Now for this week's question, here's Dan. All right, this week's question is, Julie Piazza's research was related to what routine procedure that elicits anxiety from pediatric patients? Once again, Julie Piazza's research was related to what routine procedure that elicits anxiety from pediatric patients? You can find the answer in this week's headline story on the Social Work Research Committee. And once you know it, send it to headlines at med.umich.edu for the chance to win a prize. That's all the time we have for this week. Thank you to Philip and Megan for joining us. And thank you as always to our listeners and viewers for everything you do for patients, families, and each other. We'll see you next week.